Green Bay is a small town, only 100,000 people. Those 100,000 people may be different in many ways, but there's one thing that brings them all together. The Green Bay Packers. In Titletown, the blue-collar city only knows hard work, tailgating, championships, but more importantly, they know family. We have a saying in this town, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers are all that you need. Sanjay and I grew up in Green Bay. You could say that we are Green Bay, or even better, the voices of Green Bay. We bring a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. Friendship, family, and football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Freezer Podcast. Ah, yes, we are back. This is the Freezer Podcast, where we bring you a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. I'm Sanjay, and alongside me, like always, is Mr. Matt. Uh, the OG crew here, bringing it to you live uh, on a Monday new show slot, 6 o'clock. We thought, Coming to a little well, earlier. Enjoy- yeah, I know. We thought we you guys could just enjoy a nice evening meal with us uh, instead of getting yourselves... Uh, prepped and ready for Monday night football. Why don't we just get you a little bit, you know, the pregame to Monday night football. Uh, but we're here. It's finally uh training camp. We took our little vacation. Matt is all, you know, back from his little vacation that he had up North probably. Uh, and Fred is probably. not with us tonight. He will be with us next week. Uh, you know, he couldn't make it, but he will be here next week. I promise you that. But He's here in spirit with us. And just like you guys, thank you for joining us because we do have Packer stuff. We do have training camp. But, Matt, how does it feel to have the season kicking off? Football's right around the corner. Possibly a better version of Madden around the corner? You don't know. I mean, all football is just great right now. It's all football all the time. First and foremost, it's glad to be back with you, Sanjay. You know, this has been – is this year four now for us doing this? Uh, you know, who thought we'd be sick? Who, who thought, who thought, right? Coming out of the um, closet, using and, a, a Yeti mic. Uh, we've come a long way. And, uh, and of course, thank you to the, you know, the game on Wisconsin crew for allowing us schmucks back on, on the, uh, on the airwaves yeah. again thank for another so year. Much, so, so, so a big appreciation to Jacob, uh, Westendorf and the, and the crew. So you guys do such a great job and, and we're happy to, uh, to be a part of this, but to answer your question, man, I'm thrilled. I mean, this is the best time of the year. The, the weather's still warm football's back brats are being cooked you know things are happening so you know we finally had our first preseason game last friday it was a little little pinch me moment like here we are and as i want to ask you this does it feel like this is a super fast offseason i feel like the the offseason before that was so long and i'm almost like i can't believe we're back you know why matthew because what? we don't have a freaking quarterback with drama. That's why yeah, I that's feel true. Like it was just, it was <laughs> when you don't have something to always see on the news every single day during the offseason and no one's paying attention to you because you're just the team that lost Devontae Adams and you're the team yeah. that you know still has this wily old veteran that's a back-to-back MVP. That's why it feels like it's fast because we didn't have any drama other than obviously the big trade. I mean, that is clearly kind of dramatic in the sense of, you know, I think – Everybody, and it's safe to say you and I obviously loved Devontae Adams, what he brought to this team, what he meant to this organization, his his fall and rise. Let's just be honest. He had a, a, a rough start, but then he, you know, 
crawled himself out of that hole and then make, made himself a star. He earned every money, every uh, paycheck that he just got. And uh, we wish him well in uh, Las Vegas. We'll kick his ass when we play him, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl, if that may be. But, uh, you know, it, it it's good for him. But, you know, obviously that was the most dramatic thing in the offseason. But at the same time, life moves on and, you know, the team moves on. We've obviously made pretty big uh, acquisitions through the draft uh, with, Mr. Uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Samari Toure, but we also did a free agent signing as well, Sammy Watkins. So we had we obvi- we tried to add you know some sort of supplement to Devontae Adams. You can't really replace him, but you know at least there's something there, and we'll see what kind of happens. We'll talk about battles, um, you know, on the second half of the show. But Matt, your thoughts at least going into training camp? Did you have expectations of anything with this roster? <clears throat> Well, the, I think I'm stating the obvious, but all eyes really on sort of the wide receiver group. I think that's been kind of the where the magnifying glass has been. You know, it's been a little bit disrupted because you had, you know, Watkins start on the pup list. I know he's back practicing now. Obviously, Christian Watson just came off of the pup list. He's his first day back at practice today. So I think maybe now going forward, we might get a little bit better of a semblance of what's what's going to shake out. But, you know, from all things uh, reporting from the camp, you know, things seem to be moving forward. You know, Rogers very complimentary of a few of the guys. So, so, you know, we'll get into some of the position battles, but receiver was a big one. I think offensive line is going to be a big topic, not just in training camp right now, but probably into the season as we kind of, you know, look to see what happens with David Bakhtiari. You know, obviously Elton Jenkins is back in the fold now. You know, how quickly can, can he get back into the game? Is he going to be, you know, week one ready? You know, how do the the rookies shape up? You know, how do the, you know, guys from last year, you know, Yash Nijman, et cetera, you know, kind of, you know, come back in year two with this. Um, so, so those are the biggest ones. And then I think we're kind of looking, how do the cornerbacks gel? You know, you got Douglas, Stokes, Alexander, hopefully on the field all year long together. Um, I'm really excited to see the pairing of, you know, Quay Walker, uh, and Devondre Campbell in the middle of that, of that, uh, linebacking core. And then of course the D line. So really almost, you could probably go to every level of the defense. I, was the say, offense. I think you just literally said <laughs> I just the whole time. <laughs> As I'm talking, I'm like, okay, why don't you just start talking about the special teams too? So I, basically everywhere you can look yeah. at and be excited about and in, it's in not, terms of battles. Rebecca, it's not special teams. It's WeFence. All right. It's called WeFence now uh, with Rich Bisaccia. But yes, yeah, special teams is obviously something that we're all hoping can not get any worse than what it did in that San Francisco game and obviously during the season. Um, folks, if you guys have questions, obviously throw them into the chat. We will actually get to that. Um, when Fred's not here, we can cover, you know, we have a little extra time too because we're not all, you know, talking. So we have some space and time that we can, you know, answer questions today because we don't have a lot. I mean, we do have stuff to talk about, but we also want to kind of make some time dedicated to you guys. So please, yep. if you'd like, if you have any questions or if you want to, you know, have us talk about something that you guys are interested in, please put it in the comments and we'll hit that up uh, throughout the show. So, uh, we did have a game and it was really cool. And obviously football is, you know, it's, it's in full effect now, but it's also cool. You know, when football is happening, when at the workplace, when everybody's like getting ready, they got their, you know, their Packer uh, colors on, they're talking about it throughout the whole day. I, you know, I know I have a guy at my work that is a diehard <laughs> J love fan. Like I, he, he hates Aaron Rodgers. He loves Jordan love. Like I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I know. I don't I don't understand it, but it was just great to see like, you know, outside of that, you know, delusion of hating Aaron Rodgers. Uh it was cool to see people just 
overly excited for Packer football to be back. And you can tell when, you know, the city and the, the county, the Fox Valley, the state, whatever you want to say, you can tell when Packer football is around and the the feelings in the air, as they say. Um, but uh, yes, we had a game, though, in San Francisco, the Bay Area, our our nemesis area. I mean, we did win one there last year, so uh, we, we've kind of faced our demons a little bit. But a little bit, yeah. Uh, I went back to being a loss <laughs> on Friday, but again, it's this preseason first game. Not really matters, but uh, a lot of things that we kind of saw, it was the big, you know, anticipated preseason game that everybody's wanting to see Mr. Jordan love. Where has he taken his strides and his steps forward into his development? Where is he going to be? Because I mean, all eyes are on him because, you know, we don't know when father time is going to hit the MVP and, that MVP might just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. Cause I just want to go, you know, eat mushrooms and do something else somewhere else. You know, like you don't know what <laughs> that's that guy's to just come. A, yeah. He's just a nutcase somehow, but like he just will choose whatever he wants and he'll live freely and that's fine. You know, do what he can. But the fact being is we need to know what our future is. And that is in a highly invested pick in Jordan love. So the eyes were on him. Um, and <sighs> Mr. Matt, your thoughts, at least. Let's just let's just start with Jordan Love solely because obviously that was the main focus. We'll hit up Romeo Dubs. We'll hit up a couple other guys uh, that night as well. But Jordan Love is obviously the main focus. Your thoughts on the 49ers? You know, I thought it was a mix of good and bad. You know, I, I'm I think Jordan Love unfortunately is going to fight a lot of Packer fan expectations. I mean, you know, I'm I'm 36, so my entire life has been. Brett Favre segued into Aaron Rodgers. So like, it's like when you look at a quarterback, like that's, that's our lens. Um, and right. for whether it's fair or not, like that's projected upon Jordan love. So, um, and we did I this before with Favre too, right? We like, did, it, we did. And I'll same lens. And you're like, all right, I'll be the first to admit that I'm like, well, we're, we're toast. Like we're never going to yeah. be, we're, we're done. So <laughs> and, and here we are 16 some years later and, and we're doing just fine. So, um, but like I said, was, I think it was a mix of good and bad. I thought he started a little bit shaky at a couple of overthrows, you know, in his first drive. And then he settled in. He made some, you know, some on-time throws, some some throws where guys are just getting out of the breaks and, and putting it in good spots. Um, but I think, I, I don't know. I think after it all, I'm like, I wasn't like, okay, like I feel better about it than I did last summer or when he played against the Chiefs. I, I kind of feel the same way I did. Like, I don't, I don't know enough. I haven't seen enough. And my worry was, and I put it on Twitter, I was a little miffed why he came out at halftime. I'm like, you know, why isn't this guy playing at least, you know, midway into the third or through the third? Like the common argument to my my tweet was that, well, they didn't he didn't want him out there with a, a dicey offensive line and a bunch of, you know, guys that are probably going to be practice squad fodder or worse. And I understand that. But I, to me, it's like I still think he needs like just the in-game, you know, mental reps or or physical reps to get it going. I'm no coach, so I can't really speak to it. But I was a little a little thrown off by that. Um, the throw to Dobbs obviously was a, was a great touchdown. I thought he may have had him on a, on a play early in the drive that was a little bit overthrown. Um, but I think it's a it's a it's one game. But I do say I think as we go into the Saints coming into town here and then we play him on Friday. He's going to have to start to show something, and I hope that they get, like, you know, maybe Lazard out there. I don't know, you know, kick the rust off of him a little bit. I don't know if Watson gets in, but, you know, it's, again, you're not working with Devontae Adams and those guys. Like, you, you're you going to have to do it with guys that are rookies or don't have a ton of experience themselves. So, I don't know. The jury's still out. Uh, you know, 
time is, I don't want to say on his side that it's ticking, but you got to start to see some consistency here. And, and I think once we see that, people will come back a little bit. But until we see that, people are going to have question marks, and deservedly so. I, you know, I was not impressed, but I was happy. You know, I was happy with his performance. You know, the, the tip picks, I'm throwing those out, whatever. It's Tyler Davis and the strip. By yeah, Romeo Dubs. Yeah. I mean, that's just a fruit. That's a fluke play. Yeah. <clears throat> you hope to, you hope that's a learning lesson for Dubs that, you know, just hold on to that ball, you know, young fella. So like, I think it's just one of those moments where, you know, I'm not putting that on him. I, you could argue even the Amari Rogers, he ran the wrong route. He kind of should have been more inside. He took the outside on the, on the D back, but that was a nice play as well. So you kind of mm-hmm. just tip your hat to that guy. Um, So like, you know, I, I thought actually his best, one of his best throws that I thought was that rolling to the left, throwing on his left. It was an out route to Romeo Dubs, and he actually yeah. missed the. He dropped the catch. Actually, is one blemish of the night, other than I guess the fumble or whatever that was, interception. But, um, you know, I think it's interesting to see you know Jordan Love and the progression that you're seeing. You watch. I try to watch. You know, I'm, you know. I played a little bit quarterback in high school and like, you know, not that I'm like anything amazing, but like I look out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. JV, JV, JV. Uh, but like, you know, I, I had coaches and I listened to my coaches and obviously then I, you know, became a coach for, you know, a, a football team and listening to those guys coach up quarterbacks and just seeing what you've learned over the years with the NFL and just kind of like keeping your eye on what people are like looking for. But like, you know, what I've been hearing a lot lately is his footwork. Right. And then where is his eyes? Where is her, where is his hips and his feet pointing towards the direction of where his throws are? Right. Where, where what are his mechanics like? Right. And so it seemed like based on from last year and even in that regular season game against the Chiefs and the and the Lions. I think there's been improvements made. I think, you know, a yeah, lot of things so. were said that, you know, he feels more confident in the pocket. He feels confident in the huddle. He feels confident at the line of scrimmage. He understands, you know, how to check out of a play, which those are small strides. Like, here's the thing. Jordan Love does not need to be the starter. That's not what we need him to be this year. Um, and then, you know, as far as for next year, I'm still good with waiting another year. Like, if Rodgers yeah. can come back, which I really hope he does for how much we're paying him, that's another year that he can get four more games, sorry, or three more games that he can get under his belt and get more and more confidence. And I thought the way he was throwing that ball and the way that he was at least trying to fit the ball into tight spots, I mean, as much as the Amari Rodgers throw was kind of a, a, you know, a bad decision, I'm fine with him trying to go for it. Sling it, you know, like it's yeah. preseason doesn't matter because if that goes the other way, and Amari goes runs probably the better route, or if he if the D back misses it and he catches it, that's probably a big play. So it's yep. like, and then you would be applauding him for the throw. So I think it's just one of the things where look, forget the stat line, forget what it says in the box score, just go and throw the throws that make you feel you know confident and understand that sometimes you don't have to play by the system, just play football, just play well, like you're in the backyard. If if a play breaks down and it's all covered, use your legs that God gave you run around, scramble a little bit. Aaron Rodgers made a career off that and do that. I think that's what we're looking for, right? 
Well, like you said, I'm, I don't care about his stat line right now. I mean, we're not right. playing regular season <laughs> games. He's not. He's not in it for the stats. Like, I, it's I, confidence is the big one. That's what I wanted to hop on. Like you mentioned that is I want to see him confident. Like I don't want to see him throwing like panicked, egregious interceptions. I don't want to see him, you know, running around and doing figure eights and then ended up, you know, on a on a two yard scramble. You know, you want to see him <laughs> dropping back, delivering the ball. If it's if it's a little outside, okay, I can live with it because he's still learning. But I think confidence in the and seeing the ability is the big thing i don't care about the about the stats like those two interceptions like you said they're not really really on him you know the tyler davis one you got to catch that first of all everyone's been hyping that guy up and what a dud of game he had he might not be around yeah, who knows I, and then and, and then just like stick to a guy and they're like we, we i don't know like this guy and then yeah, it wasn't good. And then, and then you know, the Dobbs one, I can live with it. It's like just a, a freak play. Dobbs is a rookie himself. He's still kind of figuring <laughs> things out himself. So I, I think Jordan Love, you just want to see him now build upon his, his Niners performance and maybe, you know, a couple of drives, you know, could generate a touchdown or two or, you know, they're not ending in three now. It's just, I just, you just want to see brick by brick, you know, just a little bit of a progression every week, something you can hang your hat on and go, okay. You know, from this week to that week, I saw some improvement there. And I think you can already look at his footwork and his mechanics. I think he's come a long way there. Now it's just doing it on the field. And, you know, that's that's going to come. And hopefully we see a little bit more of that against the Saints. And, Jacob, I told you, Lid's up here, man, sells it. I will buy one for you. You just say the word, and I'll go mail it to you. There you go. See? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Or do you just My want captain, mine? Oh, captain. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he wants yours. That's I want like know, your hair grease and all the <laughs> all the gel that you put in that Batman out or Batman do that you do. Uh, so let me uh, real quick before we forget. I don't want people to think that we don't. I said we want a question. So Matt, I'll have you take this one. What are your expectations for Sean Gary and Preston Smith? Thank you, Adarian West. Yeah. Thanks for the question. I my expectation for Rashawn. I. I would like to see him. This is just my personal like want. I want to see him like eclipse the double digit sacks. I do think that this could be the year that he truly breaks out into the league. I think like regionally and of course against amongst Packer fans, he's you know everybody loves him and he knows who he is. Right. But I think he needs that one big year, and that could be this year. It looks like it's going to be you know for everything we've seen, he's been he's been building to it and working. He was here on all the OTAs and stuff, grinding away. So I expect a big year from Rashawn Gary and for Preston Smith. Like if he just repeated his last year, solid, you know, get him get between five and eight, nine sacks would be nice, you know, setting the edge, et cetera, and just not being, you know, a liability in any way. I think that the two of them, you know, could be a good one, two combo, but I do think Gary's going to have to kind of lead the way in terms of sacks. I don't know how much, how effective Preston is there yet, you know, in terms of just being able to straight up be a pass rusher. But I think that, if he can emulate what he did last year, and I have no reason to think that they're gonna use him differently, you know, he could he could just do what he did, and, and we'd be successful. Right, I agree completely. I <clears throat> I think Preston shocked us by shocking the world and kicking himself in the butt and telling him, "Hey, look, I want a contract. I can't look fat and come into camp and you know look slow." <laughs> and he sh he proved us wrong, and he made us think that. Zadarius was the problem. So like, which yeah, he ended yeah. up kind of being so kudos to him. I think <clears throat> well-earned contract. It's nice. I do think he's definitely the Robin in this story. I think. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing because I think he definitely no. could be, 
you know, I think he feasts off the other guy doing well as, you know, as well. Um, and I think Gary definitely could be the Batman. So I think them together, it's a nice, you know, you know, one, two punch. And let's just be honest. And you got Kenny in the middle. A lot of that pressure is definitely going to be just coming right from those three. So I think it's just a nice balance. And I think it's he, nice that you just don't have one guy. You have, you know, two guys on the outside. So um, well, I th- go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think that the D line depth and the guys yeah. you have there now is part of the reason why, you know, like you can get away with maybe not having another another Gary on the other side because right. you got you got Kenny Clark coming back. They bring in Jaron Reed. You draft Devontae Wyatt. You know, it's like TJ Slayton was making noise in training camp. Yeah, I D. thought he had I thought he had a nice preseason game. Dean Lowry. So it's like if you can get guys in the middle to to not only eat up, you know, blocks, but do get some pressure on the quarterback. I think that's just going to further aid you know, Preston and Rashawn. So that, that front group, man, is like, you know, the, the kindling is there for it to just yeah. to, to, to blow. So I think in a, good way, is, in a good way, I think everybody's so hyped up on the defense. I think I'm very hyped up on that D line as well. It's been so long since we've had that. Like, yeah, I don't know, maybe back in 96 when you had Sean Jones, Gilbert Brown, Stubb or uh, uh, Santana Dotson and Reggie, mm-hmm. And then you look at the guys behind him. You had George Koontz. You had, I mean, you had a Brian that Williams. Defense, yeah, 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 that front seven was just nuts. And it's just like, you know, I think of this front seven, and it could potentially be that. Like, it could be, it, it has the, you know, the the potential and it has the talent to do that. It's a matter of if they can, you know, obviously stay healthy, but you know, keep yeah, their composure, big. keep their cool, you know, keep, you know, just keep grinding and just think that, hey, look, play with this chip on your shoulder. Everybody still thinks you're this dog crap defensive line that keeps giving up rushing yards. You know what? Prove them wrong. That's what I'm, I'll am i go with. Uh, I'll take this next one from uh, Iowa Joe. Um, and that was Sammy Watkins. And actually, I never thought he ha- he was a lock. Um, you know, when you bring a veteran in like that, especially, you know, someone that came off an injury and then the fact that you did just lose a superstar and you're just trying to bring more camp bodies. I, he was more than a camp body, obviously. But, like, I think, you know – He's also, you know, seen this as a, you know, stepping stone for his career, right? Play with Aaron Rodgers. I can, you know, hopefully if I can stay healthy, I can have a big year and then go get paid somewhere else, whatever it may be. You know, I think that's his, like, you know, his goal and obviously go for a Super Bowl as well. But I see it as it's not really about Sammy Watkins. I think he could make the team because based on his you know track record, it helps that your quarterback really kind of is, you know, liking you and vibing with you. But I think it's more about can Samari Toure or can it be Danny Davis or is it going to be, you know, uh, I mean, I think we've already kind of solidified Romeo Dobbs, but like, I think. But Javon Winfrey, like, what about him? That's what I meant. That was my last guy. Javon Javon Winfrey. Like, I think that is where you're going to see who actually bumps Watkins out, because I think you'll take the youth and the cheaper price tag um, of a player and then let a guy like Watkins go, you know, you could potentially, you know, if an injury happens, maybe he'll still be, you know, you know, in the free agent pool and maybe you can go pick him up. Probably not, but maybe you never know. You never know in the NFL, but well, do you, do you think if they moved on, if they didn't, if they didn't keep Watkins, do you think that they would go for or make a move for a veteran or if someone's cut from a team, you know, once teams trim down to, to their, their regular season roster to make a play there? Cause I don't think they get rid of Watkins unless, Aaron Rodgers signs off, and that's the one guy he, you know, was like, "Hey, you should sign this guy," and they cut him. He, it's like I don't. He's I, the only I, guy over Cobb. 
Well, I, I think Cobb's here either way. But, I mean, if Watkins well, was a, a Rodgers recommendation. Say, in a presser, he said, the 53 most deserving. So, you can bite your tongue. If Randall Cobb is not a freaking deserving player, you better not be poo-pooing that because you no. said most deserving. But at the same time, I, I think they obviously are in conversation with him. If if he feels that people are vibing correctly in the huddle and understanding the route concepts and understanding I, scramble drill, all that stuff, if, that's, if, if you're a hard worker, which I don't know what Sammy Watkins is at this point, to answer your question, though, do I think they would go somewhere else? If you're cutting... Sammy Watkins, I think because you, you're you making that cut because you were so confident in the guys that you had in your room, yeah. right? Because you are you have enough confidence in Lazard and Cobb to kind of be your vets, and then you have your young two, you know, stud, you know, potential stars in, in 87 and uh, 9. Dobbs and Watkins. So <clears throat> I think you're thinking Javon Winfrey or, you know, Samari Toure, whoever it is, is blowing you away where you're like, okay, I yeah. think we could cut bait with this guy because it gives us some cap savings. And, you know, does that mean that a Will Fuller couldn't be like in discussion like by week four or something? I don't know, maybe, or there's an yeah. injury. I just, it just doesn't fit Brian Gudikins's MO. Like right now, I just, I just don't think, I think they're pretty happy with the, the bodies that they have. And that's including Watkins. So I think, yeah. As far it as is- what I think is, I, you need to give me one more game, Iowa Joe. Because I, I feel like we need to see Sammy Watkins in a game. I think if he's not playing this week with, you know, with uh, Jordan Love, I hope he's playing in the following week against it's Kansas City, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, we play Kansas City, right? So I'd like to see him at least once. I mean, I, I, I don't know if we're going to, but I'd like to. I'd like to too, and I don't. I don't know. I just feel a little weird about if they cut him. Like you don't have a ton of like guys with like like game experience, like 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 legitimate game experience. And I think there's something to be said about the time that Watkins has logged. You know, and I know it's not been in this offense or, or with the Packers, but if you cut him, it's like you got Lazard and Cobb. You know, and then you're kind of relying on like Jawan Winfrey's experience with the Packers, and then after that's kind of like rookies and guys that All haven't right. been here. So, so let's just real quick. Let, let's just say our seven. I, or okay. six or eight. I, I mean, well, let's go so, with the locks. Let's go with the locks. Lizard. Yeah, Lizard. Cobb. You think Cobb's I'm a lock? Go Lizard. I'm going to go Watson and I'm going to go Dobbs for sure. Those are my locks. Okay. Okay. Those are my locks. I think there's no way in hell they cut Randall Cobb. There's I know. No way. Randall Cobb is. I was just not calling him a lock. I was just saying. I know those three are because of their youth and the fact yeah. that they've actually shown something. Yes, Cobb will probably be in there. Okay, okay. I would say then I still think it's going to be Watkins at five and six, Winfrey. So no Amari Rodgers. No Amari. Oh, no, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, I, I forgot, I I forgot about what Amari. happens. I, I, I think they might keep seven. I think it's possible. They have so, you, Because you have so much uncertainty, you don't know who's going to – Rise, who's gonna fall? You here's have a couple my, of guys my, you know. My, okay, you've already lost Go. all credibility. You lost okay. all credibility. <laughs> the guy couldn't even draft Dobbs in our fantasy draft. He had. No, Did you draft him? I drafted Watson. Ah! <laughs> I got Watson. I've got Lazard. I've got Dobbs. I've got Amari Rogers. From what I've seen, I think maybe this guy slimmed down. And I think he could be our returner, possibly, if he can catch. Okay. Okay. I've got Cobb. Okay. That's my five. You know and they're keeping got... at least six. 
I'll go watch. I'll go Watkins. I'll say okay. Watkins now, but if, for some reason, Aaron Rodgers really likes Winfrey. I there's some. He's like the Joe, like the Jake Kumaro right now. Like I think mm-hmm. that's what he's becoming, and it's starting to make me feel like this guy right here, Watkins, is out, and Winfrey's in. See this this discussion's making me rethink the Sammy Watkins whether they keep him around cuz I, I don't know. know man I don't know either they either they keep 7 with Watkins or they keep 6 without Watkins that's what it feels like to me Yeah I I agree <clears throat> I I it's it's Iowa Joe in 2 weeks come back to us when we do our our cut pr- predictions It's hard man No it's always hard we always get I mean I'm pretty sure last year on our show we had we all were pretty close, I feel like, in yeah, terms of... Yeah, I mean, we weren't, like... Maggie always brags about how she gets, like, too wrong, and so well, we're never she's that smarter, She's smarter than us, that's why. Yes, we're, we're not that good. We usually get, like, 10 wrong. So, uh, I, <laughs> if we can break the barrier off of 10, I if we can... if we can, It's, like, almost like golf, right? If you can break 80, you know, like, then you're in the, you know, you're in the conversation I, as a good golfer. So, I think we can break 90. I think, you think maybe yeah. it depends on how many how many tight ends they want to keep? Like like that's why I think about like okay Mercedes Lewis you got Big Bob and then what Daphne? Do you keep Tyler Davis or Daphne? I mean are you going to keep one of those guys over Watkins or you know or Winfrey? Like that's I, I, I think we're I think because I, I think if you take you give one an extra to the other they got to take one of the take away one from the other group and that I don't you know, know man that's stems, a tough decision. You know where the stems? It's the freaking giraffe. That's where this stems because you don't know if he's coming back, if he's going to be on the pup right away and you got to keep an extra lineman or two because that changes things too, because you might have to yeah. be keeping 10 offensive linemen. So yeah, I think this screws up everything, honestly, from top to bottom, because I think you're keeping only two QBs. I do. I think you're probably only keeping three running backs. And as far as that, like H back, like what is Josiah DeGuara game cap? Like, I don't well, know yeah, what, it, he, like there's two yeah, guys. Because I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not cutting a lot of players on defense. That's just a tease to our cut days. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not cutting a lot of guys on defense. That defense is way too freaking good, and they're way too, like, gelled as a unit. And that, and you know who I'm including in that list is a mean Dean Lowry. I'm including guys like, you know, uh, well, mean Dean. He's got like three or four games a year that he just blows up. Like you need yeah, him for those right. four. You know what I mean? There's another guy that I'm trying to count fumble. into that. But like, I, but anyway, I, I'm just trying to say, I, I, <laughs> when you're talking about 53 guys, it really makes things hard. But we'll talk about that Very. in a couple of weeks. Uh so we kind of got went off topic with questions, but it's really good. <laughs> so everybody, if you have questions, uh, <laughs> definitely throw them in. We like talking about uh all your questions and comments. So definitely keep hitting up the chat. We really appreciate it for those of you. uh, We don't have a commercial right now, but for those of you that are obviously watching our show, definitely check out game on Wisconsin for all your shows for Packers. We're not the only ones that happen during the week. We may start the week, but we do not finish the week. So check out all the shows that we have. Check out also our, uh, our, our literary side. Uh, we do have a website as well on Game One Wisconsin, but you can find everything shows wise and video wise all through YouTube uh, and Facebook. And uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on 
all the social medias and that you could probably think of. But remember, it is a double header night on Game On Wisconsin because I know us, your 8 I know. p.m. is uh Freilich and Brennan doing final yes, dumps. So make sure exactly. you hang out for double that. header. So you know it's it's nice. You get a little breather, right? You get us and then you get a nice little breather. You can go take a shower, take a dump, whatever you yeah. need to make <laughs> eat dinner. dinner, whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. And then you can come back all and of watch it. Matt and yeah, Brennan. So Definitely hit us, hit us up on Game on Wisconsin. Follow everything. Follow us. You can see our Twitter handles um, uh, below for us, uh, Matt and I. And then obviously follow us through the Sweep Studios. Uh, we have all of our content there through Facebook and through Instagram and through YouTube. So the Sweep Studios, that is who we are uh, through Game on Wisconsin as well. <clears throat> okay, I just uh, want to touch on these two real quick here. Number one, Danny Davis. I, I hate a whole hold on. Stop, 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 stop. You you poo-pooed it before you finished sense. <laughs> Dude, he was scrappy with the Badgers. And if he can take that and grow into the Just pros, stop. like stop. put him on the practice squad and let him let him let him come up. Like <laughs> we're just gonna take him off this. <laughs> Tyler Davis, I'm sorry, but he he took a dump in his pants in that game, and for all the offseason hype with all oh, the Packers got this guy stashed, he may end up being elite. I have no idea, but that game did not help him at all. It very well could the be Tyler is Davis. That the coaches have these guys that they stick to, and then they probably should be cut, and then they don't get cut, and then they're well, like, oh well, he's such a good he's a good guy in the blo- locker room. He's a good guy in the in the meeting room. You can't catch right. <laughs> He missed blocking. That's one play. That's one play. I'm not going to do that. He it's one play. Blocking assignment. So that he here's true. the thing, though. If you're not blocking correctly, forget the catches or whatever. That you know, you can sometimes excuse that. But if you're freaking missing blocks, that means there's something wrong in the Mercedes <laughs> Lewis can't play till he's 50. Okay. At some well, point, somebody else is going to have to block he his might. tight end. He <laughs> uh Danny Davis, I don't know. I, I'm not completely poo-pooing it, but like I just the catch that he made, that was a nice adjustment hit from him on the back shoulder. And, you know, I think, I think it was actually a better catch than the better throw. I, in my opinion, it was still a good throw. Um, it's Danny Davis. And you're right. He is a grinder. I just don't know. Cause then I could make a case for Samari Toure. I could make a case for well, Javon Winfrey or Javon Winfrey. So I, like, I, I think you should keep Toure and, and, uh, and, uh, Danny Davis on the practice squad. Like Danny Davis, like when right, people talk yeah. about him, like, yeah, okay. He's not like, you know, like a, a five-star talent, but every time like the coaches talk about him or the players talk about him, they're like, he just gets it. Like you, you don't have to get into his ear too much. You don't have to worry about him not being prepared going into that's practice. You just... Yeah. That, that's a problem because see, I don't like that argument because here's the thing. What? What is wrong with that? Because. These guys that are fringe roster guys are always the ones that are doing everything right because they know they can't fuck up. It's the ones oh, that are good. drafted in the first round that are like, "There's no oh, room I'm, for error. I'm good. I'm good. I ain't gonna get cut. Like I, I got the money. I got you know, like that's the problem. So like, yes, Danny Davis is doing everything right. Of course he does because he knows he's like, look, if I do one little error, I'm out. I'm the first cut casualty because you know what? You can't I'm knock him for that. He, he's delivering. Yeah, I know. You're right. Exactly. I, I get that. Yes, it's a nice thing to have. I'm I'm happy that he's doing it. I wish him the best. And if he's a practice it, squad guy, that's great. That's great. It's weird. It's like it's a crowded wide receiver room, even though it's completely void of superstars. Like it's a it's it's a weird scenario. I don't I, hang on. Chew North. I don't think Dobbs is actually the superstar right now. I think it's more I was saying like Watson, because he was drafted early kind of thing. I mean, I think Dobbs is, he's getting a lot of hype 
he's definitely getting he's he's making some you know noise in camp, but we gotta still see it with the ones and stuff. So I I him missing a block, I know what you're saying. And yes, he's not in any kind of like you know special room either. He's not in the green room, he's also in the front as well. So I uh let me see here. Uh where do we go next here? So we had some pretty big news, Matthew. Yeah. Like I feel like we're we might be the first show to break this news. Honestly. Is it is it okay, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a Sunday show, right? I don't think there is a Sunday show. Well, it's not really breaking news. We're just it's not breaking news. The whole world knows. I was gonna say we don't have we don't have anything we're gonna give anybody that don't know. (laughs) But like at least for those that are I mean, here we go. Everybody knows Elton Jenkins and Bob Tunyon and um Mr. uh jeez and Christian Watson are now. Yeah, the guy you drafted that you're so proud of. You can't remember his name. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, They're off the pup, which is huge. It's just, I mean, let's just be honest. The news that everybody's just wildly like shocked about is Elton Jenkins. Yeah. Turning from that ACL. I think it's just showing. Okay. First off, this guy's young. His body just must be an Android or some sort of thing. Like he, like he's just must be Wolverine. Yeah. (laughs) He's got adamantium in him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I think it's uh, it's cool that he is feeling good. I think it's I think he's probably like two weeks away from probably like fully going into like game speed. Probably I think maybe he'll start to like you know get into practice here and there, but I don't think we'll see him in the preseason. But um, awesome to hear about that because obviously there's been some con- concern, um, and that's what we'll kind of go into after we talk about these three guys is camp battles. But the O line was definitely an area of uh, not weakness, but it, it definitely hurts when you don't Concern. have him and Bakhtiari. And with the question marks around Bakhtiari still going into the season, it'd be nice to get one of your big uh, horses back into the saddle here because, you know, it's 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 tough. Like, it really is. Um, uh, especially, you know, when you're going up against the, the Vikings week one, you got Tampa Bay week two, Chicago week three. It's, it's going to be pretty rough. So... Um, good to have him potentially back, but it's not anything for sure yet. So that's not any, um, we're not trying to say things that are not true, but potentially. Um, but then yes, Bob Tunyon and Christian Watson and the clip came out right away with Christian Watson showing off his speed and his acceleration, uh, in a little curl route from Rogers. And, uh, yeah, he looks the part. I'm not going to lie. He definitely looks the part in 10 yards, <laughs> but, uh, your thoughts on the three guys coming back. Huge. And I would say probably coming into the training camp or even the regular season, my biggest concern was going to be how is the O-line going to shake out? Because you have basically two all pros, not basically, you do have two all pros that are not, yeah. uh, weren't available to you. Um, and they're so critical to not just the run game, the, the, the whole, the whole operation. Uh, so seeing him come back now, I mean, I legitimately thought we wouldn't see him until sometime in the regular season. Now, whether I was like, yeah, yeah I just exactly. Assume it's like a year thing. Bye, we'll see you. Hundred percent. Now that he's back, I feel like he's going to be on track to play week one. I think it would take a, a setback right. or something else to to prevent that. So it looks like that's going to happen, which is massive, right? And so I'll be interested to see where they play him. As noted here in the chat, you know, he was taking some snaps at right tackle. Do you put him over at left tackle? When does Bakhtiari come back? You know, all this stuff. So so that's a huge a huge boost. Then you go to the receiving game where you need weapons. You need the guys to you need that new generation of playmakers to come up. Big Bob in a contract year. Is he gonna is he gonna finally cash it in? You know, we'll see. But having him back in the field, and then of course Christian Watson. 
um, you know, the Packers, you know, prize second round pick there. So excited to see those guys start to develop and get uh, get into practice now and and uh, get mixed in. I'm really intrigued to see um, Christian Watson's development. You know, hopefully, I don't know if it's too soon for him to get game action against the Saints this Friday. Might be might be too quick, but I would think minimally we'll see him against maybe a little bit of the uh, of the Chiefs. But big news, you know, I think we we're kind of waiting for the Watson one to drop. But the biggest thing being Jenkins coming back is is a massive boost for this team. You know, here in uh, in late summer. Well, I mean, I I want to also show how, or I want to say how important Bob Tunyon is as well, because Huge. we just saw how bad Tyler Davis was. So, like, hopefully, this is kind of giving you that well, little bit of. Uh, you go ahead. What? Well, because they wanted Tyler Davis to be Bob Tunyon, but he's not. And then you're not Mercedes Lewis isn't outrunning defensive linemen at this point. You know, I don't know what Dom- Dominic Daphne is. Deguar is all over the place. So Bob is like a bona fide vertical receiving tight end, you yeah, know, he's, he's and we missed that. Point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they missed that that last chunk of last year in the playoffs. So that's huge. There was I I was trying to notice if there was a significant difference with him being gone and we were still winning games. So I was just like, OK, whatever, we're, we're making it work. But like. In the end, it does suck when you don't have like another like even for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's an MVP, still needs a safety blanket. And I think he really is that guy in the middle of the field. And, you know, I think we were wanting to see a little bit more from him inside the 20s. And we started to see that. And yeah. for God's sakes, the, the, the play that I wanted to see was the one that he got hurt on um, catches it one down the middle or sorry, through the middle and then, you know, runs down the sideline and then he gets, you know, kind of tweaks his knee that way and then he's out. So it's like. You know, you hope that he can be that, you know, downfield threat inside the 20s. And then obviously, yes, the red zone is definitely his, you know, coup d'ate. But like, I think it's just a, one of those things that you're you're excited about because you're seeing all these weapons come back on the offensive side, maybe kind of levels out the playing field here in training camp because I know the defense has just been destroying the offense. Um, So maybe you can see a little bit more pop out of the offense and start yeah. figuring things up because let's just be honest. I know Aaron Rodgers has been saying, you know, jokingly like, hey, this is a def- maybe not even jokingly, but seriously saying like, hey, this is a defensive team now. But let's just not forget, we got a back to back MVP. And if he has weapons and that are, you know, weapons that can actually catch the ball, watch out. This is a well-rounded team that people are not talking about. And that's fine. I'm fl- I'm very OK with flying under the radar, um, especially going into the season. And, uh, you know, watch out. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know how you can write this team off as long as you have Aaron Rodgers. I don't it doesn't really matter who's playing receiver. You know, right. he's gonna he's gonna make it happen. Now, do they start slow and do they have to find their way a little bit? Sure, but I think you know, part of the reason why you return so many guys on defense and re-sign guys like Rasul Douglas, you know, and drafted guys like Quay Walker was to kind of I guess balance out maybe the departure of some some of these big name receiving targets, you know, over the past few years you know, and prop the team up a little bit more. I thought they've already were laying the groundwork to that, you know, in recent off seasons with some of the additions and draft picks. But, but yeah, I think that, you know, Rogers knew it going into it. It was going to be a little bit of a curve um, for the offense. And that's why it was so important to get guys like Christian Watson back. It's why it's important, you know, that those guys get some good reps in the preseason games to kind of get this going. So once you get to week one, you don't have a week one, like he had against the saints last year, where we're all like looking at each other going, what the hell happened? Like, what, what is this team flash forward? Then of course, a couple months, it was fine, but I think they want to avoid that. And, um, whether they do or not, we'll see because you got a lot of guys are going to have to play some significant time. You know, they weren't doing that last year. So, so all eyes on the offense going forward, but I think people are jacked up about, about the defense and rightfully so, because I mean, the, 
on paper, man, it looks like they have a beastly force, a, a top five potential defense, but comes down to execution and health. That was a tease, folks. Matt is picking us to lose week one. So <laughs> I he can't said that we're going to start it's... things slow, so watch out. Wait, it for could, and then have a huge fourth quarter, and then, you know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Uh, so Matt, um, I saw a couple questions in here. We'll check them out quick. Uh, going back to that Tyler Goodson, I, we kind of sh- you know touched a little bit on it earlier, but I saw some good things out of him. Honestly, yeah. like he ran the ball really hard. Um, as far as made the cuts where you know where they saw fit, and like you know, honestly, it's nice when you have a good run- uh, offensive line. Because it really makes it easy for a running back. Not easy, but like it makes it easier like for a running back to see the holes and, you know, hit the gaps where you're supposed to. But it also takes skill as well from that running back. And I thought him and Dexter Williams were the ones that kind of stood out to me. Yeah. BJ Baylor had a couple nice runs. He had the nice catch that he had that yep. like uh from uh from Etling, um, that little teardrop. But I think it's as far as that that I mean, I really like Kylan Hill, so I just don't know what's gonna what's he gonna be like for him you know with that knee i saw him two tuesdays ago i believe when i was uh uh when i went to practice and he was doing sprints back and forth and stuff he looked fast man he still looked like him so you know hopefully maybe his body's just like elton where it's just like recovers back and maybe he plays even better than he did when he was you know hurt before he got hurt but you never know with those injuries you just can't you know determine only time will tell but um as far as if I could make a guess, you'll definitely see that battle between Tyler Goodson probably and um, Kylan Hill. But I really like Dexter Williams, man. For some reason, this guy just looks like a running back. The guy played so – look at his tape at Notre Dame. It's just – he looks so pure as a running back. Like, honestly, like, it, it just it, it just looks like a running back that you're like, damn. It's like not sweetness, but like, you know, it just – I don't know. It's, for some reason, for me – well. I'm a huge fan of him. I know he just can't figure it out in the playbook, but uh, and I know he had he was in the doghouse for a good like a good portion of the season. But uh, your thoughts, Matt? Well, number one on the Tyler Goodson front, like yeah, I, I was impressed by him, you know, and I thought he had some some quality runs. You know, he had him early, and they they're making sure he got his touches. So I, you know, I I liked what I saw. Um, B.J. Baylor, you know, kind of whatever, but but Kylan Hill. That was my guy last year. He reminded me of like a mini Aaron Jones, like an up and coming Aaron Jones, quick, fast, could could break easily, could juke you out, etc. Until he got hurt, and then, um, you know, you just hope he can come back and have that speed. So it sounds like you saw it with your own two eyes. You're looking quick, and hopefully he can be back on the field soon. And then, like you said, Dexter Williams, man, he comes in there and had some quick runs and looked powerful, looked fast. He's it's already like, got his that- legs after playing the AFL or USFL, or whatever that. You just, you just wish, you just wish he could do it in a game or get the opportunity. I know. I know when he's had it, it hasn't necessarily worked out. But you see runs like he had against the Niners, and you see that potential. So, so the good news for the Packers is they have two really good starting running backs, and they have a couple of guys behind those. Um, but behind those two, they're going to make the decision tough in terms of who they keep. So I'm really excited to see those guys uh, get a crack at it against the Saints uh, this week. Um, absolutely. Oh, Papa Jensen. Look at that. That's good. Check it in from Doko. Hey, good. Hey, good. The internet's good up there. That's, that's, it is Wi-Fi. We're in the 21st (laughs) century at the Jensen cottage. (laughs) Um, all right. So battles, let's talk some camp battles, Matthew. Uh, I think we have some potential ones out there that I think everybody kind of knows. I mean, we 
kind of just already started one right there with Tyler Goodson, potentially Dexter Williams and uh, BJ uh, Baylor uh, for that third running back spot. Um, so let's start out with the one that everybody kind of is, you know, talking about a little bit and that's uh kicker offensive line. Okay. Offensive line. Okay. Uh, because we already did kind of talk about the receivers. I mean, we did. We, we kind of already made it. We could skip that. We but, could skip that. Um, Offensive line. So, Obviously, with the news with Elton Jenkins coming back, that obviously makes things a little bit more, you know, uh, safe, I guess, or it, a little bit more. You feel a little bit better about your offensive line now that you have one of your horses back. But I also do feel like there's still some questions too, especially inside. And then, you know, I I've been always questioning this: why is El or why is Yash Nyman not getting more reps at tackle? Like I feel like he's in that. In the game, he was like, I mean, he played right tackle, I believe. You know, he played left tackle to start things off, right? Started yeah. left tackle, but he wasn't getting reps at right tackle. So I'm wondering, are they just going to throw him at left tackle right away when it when Elton Jenkins comes back? Because then are they just going to like kind of put Elton Jenkins kind of like slow return? Don't have him going against like, you know, the big boys on the left side, like protecting blind side. Because if I was the coach, which again, not good, so don't ever hire me, but I'd probably put Elton still back at left because, you know, he's the most surefire thing that you have. Yeah. And as much as Elton did fit in, you know, fill in well for Bakhtiari, it'd just be nice to know you have like the certainty, be, you know, for Rogers blind blind side. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Yash had a, had a lot of success last year playing, playing tackle on left side, at least, you know, holding up in terms of the expectations you could have for a guy like that. He played well. So, Maybe it speaks to how well he's been practicing and how much they trust him to keep him on at the left. And maybe it's because they don't want Jenkins to have to immediately come in and face, you know, the upper echelon of pass rushers. Let him, I don't want to say it's an NFL game. There's no easing into shit, but it's like instead of facing, you know, their top pass rusher, you're facing the other guy. So I don't know what, what the thinking is there. Interesting, though, that you do have options. You know, one thing you have to be psyched about with Brian Gutekunst is they can draft and find linemen almost at any round. They feel <laughs> they like they, really anybody they bring in just ends up being a stud. I mean, like no one's like, no one's already talking about Josh Myers, who's in his second year, who has completely have a vice grip on center and looks like an all pro already. John Runyon Jr., you know, a year or two couple years into his into his career already the seventh rounder. <laughs> Already, already a bona fide starter. Like he can pencil him in for he's got for that loins, though, right? He's got like oh, he's got that blood. He's got the he's got yeah, the blood, blood line. line. But blood but line, it's yeah. like but look, think about it. What a spoil of riches to just be ah oh, well, no, just we'll help, help him around here. That's the thing. Yeah, man. we'll move this guy to that position, and he'll just he'll just be an all pro at it. It's like yeah, you know, it's it's unbelievable. Never, ever, I don't. I mean, as much as I hate the whole in the conversation for like outside free agents, I will never question. Brian Gutekunst and his team as far as yeah. what they draft. It's been pretty, pretty good. Like, yes. Have they missed on some third rounders and fourth rounders? Sure. You're not going to hit always yeah. on your pick, but like this was a damn good draft class. Um, you got Zach Tom getting some Zach reps Tom. at tackle as well. A little bit smaller guy, but quick with his feet. Um, Sean, Sean Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, exactly. He's a, a tackle at UCLA, but now kind of more of a guard. Uh, at least that's what they've kind of pegged him at in the NFL. But giving him reps you got um it's, it's jensen right um who's the jake one hansen? that's from jake hansen not jensen jake hansen you're right um local kid also getting a little bit of a that's shot van landon 
Well, that's Cole Van Land, right? Yeah, Jake yeah, from Bayport. From, Bayport. Yeah, yeah, that, that's Bayport. That's right. My fault. Yeah. My fault. But you have Jake Hansen actually getting some reps, uh, who was actually really bad last year, and now he's getting some more reps at you know uh, guard and a little bit of tackle. So I think it's interesting that you can put all these guys in different spots. I think the potential week one. I know people were putting it out there with like you had Jenkins, uh, Royce Newman, Runyon. Myers and Nyman. So <clears throat> I think that's probably what you're going to see. Royce Newman. I, I don't know about him. I know a lot of people on the beat and a lot of like, you know, um, you know, analysts are kind of saying, you know, he had a struggling year I mean, he was fine. Like he was obviously he was a rookie. So it was, you know, you can't really, you know, put too much blame on him, but like, is he a bona fide starter? Like John, I feel like John Runyon jr. Like, he's showing you that he's just taking that job and like never going to give it up. Whereas right. Royce Newman, you're like, well, we needed to put him there out of, you know, convenience, but, but at but, least he had games where he played and you never heard his name called. Cause he played. Well. Right. I mean, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I feel like there were Packer teams in the past where one offensive lineman went down and you had to dip into that second group and you're like, <laughs> Holy shit. It's not going to be good. Like, like, I can but like I feel like sometimes guys get masked a little bit by the guys that they're around too, right? A little like, bit, a little when you're bit. In the inside, you get a little help from the tackle and the center. Sure, you know, like you're you're getting kind of some help. So, I mean, it's not like you're uh, expecting to be Zach Martin out there, but no, <laughs> but he's not a total liability. I don't think the Packers have a, like one of their preferred options, whether it's a starter or even a backup. Well, we also said that about Billy Turner too, and look how dog crap. Yeah, that is, so. you know, and Billy. <laughs> Fred's not here to really? Fred's not here to get to, to talk about him, so we won't do it. <laughs> he's he's listening, believe me. I'm sure he's listening. He's yeah. just like that Billy. I'm so glad he's gone. One punch, um, yeah. I here's the thing. I at least know that this offense line and Rogers can get the ball out of his hands quick. It'll be nice to see them, you know, kind of not have to <laughs> hold protection for too long. Um, but let's move on. To potentially hmm, defensive line, do you see anybody getting cut on that defensive line? Not outside not, linebackers, but D line. Not in the not in the like the mainstay of guys. Like it's starting. I mean, you could maybe talk about like uh, I don't know, the, like Lancaster or or Jack Heflin. Is Lancaster gone now? Lancaster's gone. Lancaster's gone. Yeah, I'm thinking Lancaster's of Jack Heflin. I'm thinking yeah, of Heflin. Jack Heflin. I think that's the for sure. That was another Tyler Davis. Like the guys just love yeah. him. And I'm like, this guy is just not good, but he actually had a nice couple plays. I've heard he so. did. He did. But, but, but do you, but do you keep him over? Obviously you're not going to cut Devonte Wyatt, but I mean, you're going to take reps away from, from Wyatt and give him to, to Jack Heflin. I don't know, but I think no. that if there is no. a guy that's going to get cut, that was here last year, I think it's going to be him just because you, of the guys you've added Jaron Reed, you know, and uh, and Wyatt. So, and then you obviously return Kenny. You obviously uh, have Dean coming back. So maybe they opt to have multiple guys there for depth. But I think if someone goes, it's going to end up being Heflin. When we start looking at this roster, at, <laughs> it's uh, like yeah, where do you even? It's a good problem. And you're like, man, we don't want to cut this third stringer. We don't want to yeah. cut this fourth stringer. It's a really good problem to have because I mean, even cornerback. If you're looking at that, we have three strong corners. You're looking at Shamar Jean Charles as your fourth, and like, then you got just absolute trash. Think about after that. that. Think about so. that. The debate about, like, think about where we were, like, you know, three or four years ago. We we're talking about cornerback, and we we're all sweating all offseason. Like, what the hell are they going to do at cornerback one or cornerback two? 
And it's like, now we're like, well, we're going to do a cornerback four. Like, look how far we've come. Like, one, two, and three are just solid as shit. You don't have to even worry about them. And we're like, well, who's going like to who's going to drafts, man? A couple yeah. drafts, you hit a couple players, and you somehow hit a gem that's just sitting in a, you know, practice squad guy um, in Razul Douglas. And, you know, then you start having a roster, and it's just like, the f- it's still mind-blowing. I mean, maybe we can step away from here from the camp battles for a second, but it's just mind blowing that this roster in the last three years has not been able to get it done. I, I'm, I'm absolutely baffled, and I get it. Special teams was dog shit this last year. Aaron Rodgers was dog shit last year in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers. I was say like he won MVP. He wasn't, wasn't dog shit. I mean, in the playoffs. <laughs> in the playoffs, he, he had that one drive, and then he did nothing the rest of the way. Um, but. It's just kind of crazy because this they've kept this group together now for going on four years for the most part. Most of these guys have been together. And it's it's mind-blowing. It really is. Well, and that's why people are always just like, I don't know if we can trust Green Bay because they just can't finish or close a game out. Well, so, Dude, like, what was the stat we were talking about in the group chat? I think it's nine total players on this roster were here before Gutekunst. Like, So this whole roster basically has been flipped and turned upside down and rebuilt and look where we are like you you have every single level of defense and offense like you got guys that you can absolutely rely upon and know uh that they're gonna they're gonna help you win so like like you said man like it's crazy the depth this team has it's just about staying healthy now and putting it all together like they have the talent they got the dudes to do it they just got to do it i'm i'm i don't think we need to apologize because here's the thing Joe Barry is he's a good defensive coordinator, but he's also literally got the keys to the Ferrari. Like, it, it is nice knowing that you can cut. It's like Matt LaFleur, too. The same argument. You literally got the Lamborghini of quarterbacks, and you're 13-3. and three. Now, doesn't matter. You still need to coach. You still need to make plays. You still need to produce on the field. I get that. But let's not forget that these guys have had a pretty good good situation. And I don't know, and we'll never know this. Well, but I mean, actually, we will know it with Matt LaFleur once Aaron Rodgers is gone. What kind of head coach will be? Will he be a really good offensive play caller, uh, play caller with Jordan Love or whoever the quarterback may be? But I do think Joe Barry has done some very nice things. I do think it is I I was ready to move on from Petten. I did want something fresh and new. Um, I do like that he came from uh, you know, a uh, a Vic Fangio and also from other people's too, um, you know, as far as defensive minds are concerned, but I, I will give him his credit though. And I do think yeah. it's been nice that, you know, he's been able to step right in and use the talent like he's supposed to in the best ways to succeed. I think the, I think the fan base collectively, he exceeded their expectations. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You as know, far as so the fan many base people, is concerned, yes. They were yeah. The people that him. wrote him off, you know, because he can't hit time in Washington they stunk there you know whatever but it's like all you can do is is cook with the shit you got and he he made it happen last year and now they they gave him even more to work with so I think year two usually is the kind of year they take off in in the scheme so that's adding to the hype here with that defense and this is the number one reason why thank you Ryan because Blake Martinez wasn't it I I forget it yeah you got all them tackles sure Chris Barnes ain't it it's this guy right here. Devontae Campbell is 
Benagon. He was the single biggest, other than Douglas, and you could argue one or the other, but other than Douglas, I'd say him him over Douglas, honestly. Campbell was the the key that picked the lock, dude. Really was. They haven't had a linebacker like that in, I don't even know. Couldn't even tell you. Like, this guy's borderline, like, you know, not like he's all pro in the first year here. Yeah. He, all pro. (laughs) Exactly. He is like, he's got the same aura and like attitude and voice like a Luke Keekley, quiet assassin. Does his job. He just wanted Bumper. the opportunity to be him, to play the kind of style that he wanted to play. Joe Barry let him do that, which is a kudos to Joe Barry. But that is exactly what happens when you get the right field general in the middle of that defense that can call and guide that defense into the correct plays and adjustments. And then, yes, it all is a fluid like symphony, right? When everybody's, you know, playing the correct way, you're getting pressure from the uh, outside linebackers and D line. The cornerbacks don't have to cover for that long. The linebackers can cover the middle of the field. It's a beautiful thing in motion when you see it. Everything, you know, when all the gears are clicking. So, yes, I do think. Glad he's back. Yes, obviously it's good to be back. And hopefully Quay Walker can just be, you know, his Robin to his Batman. I That's believe, the best I, part about it. Yeah, he doesn't have to be the guy. Back. He can just he can just ball out with his athleticism. They can move him around. And that's the same thing that we've been saying here with, uh, with Brian Kudgens and setting up this roster is, You've set us up for the future. You've made guys not feel like they needed to be the guy in key positions, and that gives their development time frame a lot longer, and it puts less stress on those players uh, as rookies, and they can take their time and develop and still show some show some really good signs for you while they're playing, but they don't have to be the guy. Yep. All right, Matt. Woo! Look at that. that was we did hour. it. We made so, it. <laughs> everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will be back next week. Same time, 6 p.m. Fred will be here. Matt will be here. I may not be here because actually I, I have to work. So we will uh, we will be back uh, again. Thank you, everybody. Check us out. Uh, 8 o'clock, there's another show. So, you know, get your dinner now. Get your, you know, stretch out. Do a little, you know, st- you know whatever you got to do to get your mindset because we're still more game on Wisconsin after us. But um, with that being said, that's Matt. I'm Sanjay. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Go. Go pack, pack. go, go.